The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. You got to be all about the base because that's where you start, isn't it? Cooley Region Cooks every Thursday from 10 to 11. I don't know if that's where you st- Where do I start? Generally, I start with what do I have that's defrosted? Let's see. I got one of my choices here, chicken or pork chops or something, and then go from there. Okay, so now I've decided pork chops. How am I going to treat those pork chops? What am I going to serve with those pork chops? Because I start with the protein and then go from there. My guest in the kitchen this morning is Scott Robert Shaw from uh, the News and Information Center and a a fellow lover of delicious food (laughs) and not willing to settle for whatever I can shovel in my face. Unless you're all by yourself in a big hurry because my dad would come out of his grave if he knew you were eating dinner over the kitchen sink. That's not how I do it. Oh, man. He used to get so mad. Dad, I got football practice. I don't care if you're meeting God. Sit down while you're eating this is dinner. A meal. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to sit with us and talk, but you can't stand over the sink and shovel food. So I'd say, hey, how's it going? Uh, but I already know since you're one of the few people I see That's every true, day. on a regular basis. Yeah, right? what have yeah. you been doing in your kitchen lately? Um, probably like most people, probably spending a little more time there. You know, I mean, yeah. um, well, now that the weather warms, I'm less likely to you know, heat up the kitchen sure. kind of a thing, maybe more grilling and things like that. But generally trying to learn some new recipes, get a little experimental in the kitchen yeah. since we got time on our hands and nowhere to go. Yeah. So have you ever not? grilled a pizza? I have not. No, me neither. My but... son has a outdoor pizza grill of some kind that runs on a little propane tank oh, cool. and they make their own dough and I think they make their own sauce. And he, he said, it's great. I, I haven't sampled it. I can't speak to it, but right. uh, sounds well, good. I have a couple of friends that have grilled pizzas just right on the grill and then others who have rolled their eyes and said oh no no you got to get a pizza stone which i have Mm -hmm. but i've never taken it from my oven out to the grill to cook a pizza Mm -mm. i may do that maybe a a saturday it's supposed to be 92 right so we'll see good day for it yeah what have you been feeding your well and you have less family at home we do yeah that's gotten interesting because normally or not normally previously cooking for a family of five when all the kids were home sure sure and they're all on their separate ways as they should be and and uh, so it's cooking for two now which has become i think harder than oh you know what i mean absolutely Um, or you just have a lot more leftovers one or two you know well yeah because scaling back i mean i can i you could probably figure out how to dinner for five or dinner for three or because as often as not don't you plan on having some leftovers? Yeah, yeah. Whether this is going to be lunch or this is really going to be good tomorrow when I make it into something else. Yeah, so it's uh, like I made a, a homemade macaroni and cheese a week or so ago, and I just followed the recipe that I sure. normally would, and I've got this huge pot of mac and cheese <laughs> and two mouths to consume really? it all, you know? So we were eating that for a couple of days. I did give some leftovers to one of my kids in town, so uh, he was didn't starve. But, uh, yeah, it's, I, I think it's harder to cook for two than it is for sure. a group of people. But. Well, and I'll tell you what, next time you're poking around on the Internet, if you want to see a dozen different ways to make macaroni and cheese, okay. you'll know how to make those 
basic macaroni and cheese into leftovers that are I have uh, I have macaroni and cheese brie, with brie cheese and crab. Oh wow. That's what I said. Mm. I love brie and I love crab. Right. Never thought about making no, macaroni me either. and Never cheese. Never occurred to me. With uh, and, and and it says right in the recipe that that I looked at it says I know you've already made your macaroni and cheese. You don't need it to be only brie. Add some brie oh, to okay. the top. Add some crab. Oh, you know, here's here's what you can do with your leftover mac and cheese that is traditionally made right. to make it kind of sort of like mine. It won't be as good, <laughs> but, but it ain't bad. Right. And uh, same kind of thing with uh, with uh, rotisserie chicken mm-hmm. and uh, you know the different things you can add to a mac and cheese to make it really good. A Not double- like the old days when we were in college or whatever, you slice up some hot dogs in the box of Kraft yeah. and you thought well, you're living high. Well, right? you know what's really funny? My uh, my son Mark for many years would tease me about it because I used to tease him, buddy. You know I'm happy to help you learn how to make mac and cheese. And and years later, he's married and way far away and would say, hey, Dad, had mac and cheese like last night, needed two boxes for me and the wife and my son. He meant Kraft. Kraft the box he's still, still he's doing a, that? Now he's, a, now he's a pretty good cook, and he still prefers mac and cheese. There's a the place box. for it. There know. is. He's, okay, so now that they've upgraded theirs and they don't make – they don't put powdered cheese in the box – that cheese in the foil pot, pot, <laughs> not bad. Not bad. That's not bad. His, his bar is set a little lower yeah. than yours and mine. So what did you bring to uh, to share with us today? Um, well, a couple things that I, these are recipes that I are kind of seasonal to me. So I try not to, as I said, cook and heat up the oven for a long. Sure, I'm sure. Making, I'm not making lasagnas. You have and, files at home for summer, uh, for spring, just for winter. Things that I tend to make based on the time of the year, uh, kind of a thing. So these are things that generally don't heat up the kitchen a lot. Sure. Uh, I have a recipe for a, a spaghetti that is with asparagus and mozzarella and prosciutto. Uh, I have a recipe Ooh. for uh, baked panzanella caprese. So it's like a caprese salad that's baked yeah. with, with bread. Um, my favorite uh, macaroni salad recipe, which is uh, something I make in the summer months, and a uh, recipe for some hot buffalo chicken sandwiches. So, Ooh. yeah. So things that don't, you know, heat up the oven a whole lot. Yeah. Can I request? Sure. Start with that caprese salad. Sure. Because I'll bet I have all those ingredients at home right now. Perfect. Waiting to have something done with them. Um, yeah, this is a unique take on the typical caprese salad, which is cold and delicious. Yeah, I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. But this kind of, in my opinion, takes it up a notch. Yeah. Um, so it's got all of the traditional ingredients you would find in a caprese. It's the tomatoes and the mozzarella and the basil and, and so forth. But it, it goes a little bit beyond that. So you're, it's going to be baked. Okay. Um, so I, I guess I'm calling myself a liar here, and I'm not heating up the kitchen, but it's not something that has to cook for very long. So, so the, well, and it won't heat it up very much. No, no. It's interesting. I've done the same thing you have. You know, in the winter when you cook something and you open the oven, you take it out, you set it right. down to let it set, you leave the oven door open right, exactly. because, and then might even say out loud, "Hey, I want all this free heat exactly, in my kitchen." Exactly. In the summer, the exact other, take it out, set it down, close that door o- as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. Get some air in here. So you keep the uh, right, keep the air conditioning in the house, not heated up by the oven. It happens automatically. Oh, okay, cool. I don't. Yeah, no. That was one of the big notes that uh, Tyler said. Hey, this is what's happening. And you don't have, have to, to do, do anything. anything about it. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, look, see, there's the cameras on. It uh, It used to go on all by itself. Hmm. 
So honestly, I don't know how to make it. I don't know how to turn on the automatic Facebook Live because Tyler said I don't have to. Right. Turn. So it may or may not be streaming on Facebook right now, but we're certainly on the radio. So yes, we are. That that's uh, for sure. All right, so caprese salad with other stuff. Yeah, so you're going to use, as I said, the same ingredients, tomatoes and mozzarella and basil and, and so forth. In this case, um, you start huh. by preheating your oven to 375 and take a 9 by 12 baking sheet, and you're going to um, butter that. And on top of the or the first layer is going to be the tomato slices. So, um, you know, probably four good-sized tomatoes. This is going to make... Four to six servings, so more okay. than just two people. You could certainly cut it back. Uh, so you put the tomato slices on top of the buttered baking sheet, and you drizzle a little balsamic over the top of the tomatoes. Yep. And then you take some uh, fresh mozzarella, and you can use the the big balls that are I was going to ask. How do, you, do you buy the big ones, or do you buy the little bag of little ones? I do both. For this recipe, I use the big balls that I slice it up. Okay. Because uh, it almost perfectly covers the tomato. Sure, it's about sure. the same size. Same so, size, right. so, so you cut the fresh mozzarella into quarter-inch thick slices, and you want to pat it dry a little bit so you take some of that moisture out. And you lay that then on top of the uh, tomato slices. And then with on top of that, a little bit of fresh garlic and some uh, basil that's been chopped or ripped up, whatever sure. you, you want. And to taste, I mean, the recipe calls for a half a cup. I find that to be a bit much, um, but whatever is comfortable for you. And drizzle that with olive oil, a little salt and pepper. Now you take a slice of, or slices of bread, uh, and you want a slightly thicker bread. And I wouldn't recommend like a Wonder Bread. Maybe something okay. like a, there's a, I think it's a brick oven makes a, a, a farmer's bread. I think oh. it's called. It's um, sure. Great it's Harvest has a really good. Yes. Uh, a, a ever at the, I, I don't think it's called junk bread, but it's got everything but the kitchen sink. Right, and in you could it. do all you can, you know, do all kinds of different breads to change sure, the flavors sure. if you wanted to. Well, and you said thicker, so is this going to buy a loaf of un? Sliced bread and slice it yourself. You could Texas toast. I mean, you could use, or... frankly, you could use whatever bread you had around, probably. Okay. You know, right. Um, right. but I tend to shy away from the the moister breads and, and go for something sure. a little drier. Yep. Um, so you put the bread on top of, of the uh, tomatoes and, and the basil and the olive oil and the balsamic and the and the garlic, and then you drizzle that with a little bit of olive oil. And then you stick in the oven, you cook it for about 25 minutes, and you'll know the things start to bubble and the bread gets crisp and golden on the top because you've got that olive oil on there. Yep. And you pull it out and let it cool for you know a few minutes because you don't yep. want to serve it right away. And then um, you know where the bread slices come together is where you're going to slice it. And then take your spatula, and I invert it onto the plate so that oh. when you serve it, the bread, bread is down. on the bottom. Yep. Okay, okay. And then you're looking at the tomato and the mozzarella and so forth. And it, it's a, I think, Ooh, really unique taste or twist on the a typical caprese. Yeah. yeah. So the bread gives it a different quality. It soaks up all the juices and yeah. the cheese and yeah, all that I'll bet good that's stuff. Awesome. So. Would that be, uh, you know, and I'm right away, I'm thinking, that's delish. I'm going to have that for dinner. I was going to say, maybe maybe we are. We're just in a different uh, I don't know what that screen universe. is, but yeah. I've never seen that before. Uh, 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 with my leftovers, because I'm going to put it in an 8 by 10 or okay. maybe an 8 by 8 square, yep. I'll have some leftovers. Would you uh, put prosciutto in with it? Oh, that? sure. You could do that. You've Just thinking of could. a way to make yeah. it still be delicious, mm -hmm. but not make it soggy. Right. Because so much, if I, you know, if you put chicken in there or something, yeah, it's going to yeah, get yeah. all wet. Right, right. But uh, yeah, that, the, slice of prosciutto. Prosciutto would be great, yeah. Getting all slobbery. <laughs> Getting all slobbery. Just got a something about. on your chin there. Yeah, yeah. Cooley Region Cook, Scott Robert Shaw, our guest in the kitchen. 
Thanks very much for being a part of the program. A little bit of business. And what do you want to do next? What's at the top of your uh, uh, We'll do, we'll stay at the mozzarella theme here. Ooh. We'll do an asp- a spaghetti that's with asparagus. And uh, pr- here's your prosciutto again. Oh, oh. And so you got options now for dinner. Well, and I love asparagus. And, uh, mm-hmm. Daddy loves things that are green. Be right back. Let's get together buy some wine. Cooley Region Cooks. Every Thursday from 10 to 11, we get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. They don't have to be professional. They just like to have fun in the kitchen. Or maybe just learning how to have fun in the kitchen. Because my dad used to say it all the time. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Because you got to eat. Everyone has to eat. And uh, with very few exceptions, Mark, you'll settle for a box of macaroni and cheese <laughs> and call that delicious dinner, Mark. I'll bet he doesn't do that anymore. I'll bet he doesn't. you got to have really, really newbie taste buds to settle for something that's powdered. All of my kids have become pretty adventurous cooks. Have they? Yeah. I'm, I'm... Are they adventurous ingredient eaters too? My oldest is. Yeah, very uh, much so. He eats things that I've never heard of, you know. Oh. Um, but he lives in Madison, so that's what they do. Of course. There. I don't yeah. know, you know. But, um, <laughs> but all my kids um, are on their own. They have their own place, and so they're doing their own cooking and so forth. And uh, Hannah, my daughter, made uh, some kind of a pasta dish with shrimp and tomatoes and heavy cream. Ooh. And um, Jack has become quite adventurous in the cooking. He makes his own pizza dough from scratch. Really? And, yeah. Oh, and he's good got for this him. little tiny kitchen. I don't know how he does it. He's got almost no counter space. I don't know where he rolls the dough out, but somehow well, That's why he makes, he makes really small pizzas. That's right. <laughs> yeah. If you're coming over for dinner, Dad, i got to make four pizzas. Why? Because they're only <laughs> this big. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, good for them. They figured out how to, how to push the envelope a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's, that's always been fun for me. This sounds really delicious. What else can I do? To, right. You know, I, I find uh, cooking relaxing. It, it's a, a hobby, I guess. It's something sure. I enjoy doing. Um, you know, luckily with my schedule, it's not, you know, rush home and have to put dinner on the table. Right. I've got time. Hurry to, up. I got to go to sleep. Yeah, I've got time to prepare a menu, to, to buy the ingredients, to prep everything, and, and you know, maybe get it started even before uh, my wife gets home from work. So, um, and she'll sometimes go and watch some television or something when I'm kind of in the oh, final yeah. stages. Because sure. I'm... She said, can I help you? I'm like, no, I got this. I got yeah, this. You know, no, no offense, but I, I got this. Yeah. Um, well, and sometimes it's I a like one-person it. job. Yeah. All you have left to do is dice the onion. Right. Yeah. Do I need you to help me with that? Right. You can stand here and talk oh, to me sure, if you absolutely. want to. But absolutely. No, you can't help me. But I don't need your help. Yeah. Put it that way. So I just, it's, it's relaxing for me. I enjoy it. So. Cool. All right, so let's make this one with prosciutto. Yeah, this is a uh, it's a, it. a pasta dish with asparagus and um, prosciutto and, and mozzarella. So the ingredients, um, this makes six to eight. I I probably have this when I made it before, is my recollection, because it starts with two pounds of asparagus, which to me is a lot. Yeah. Uh, um, th- you could add as much as you want. I mean, if you don't like asparagus that much or you don't want that much in it, you can you know leave out some. Well, of it. call me and I'll come over and eat the leftovers. They eat the asparagus. I love asparagus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Three quarters pound of uh, dried spaghetti, uh, four tablespoons of olive oil, four cloves of garlic minced. I just used the already cut up in the jar stuff. Sure. Uh, some salt and pepper, six ounces of uh, prosciutto that you'll cut into strips, uh, six ounces of smoked mozzarella cheese, which you dice, and then uh, some thinly sliced fresh basil leaves. It uh, calls for six tablespoons. Again, I don't. 
Ooh, that's a lot of fresh that's basil. What, that's what I thought. I, I'm sure I could. Well, fresh that. better than dried. You wouldn't right. use that much of it. Was oh, dried. gosh, no. No, yeah, no. It would be overwhelming. So, yeah. so it's kind of an interesting way to do this. You start by cooking the asparagus in boiling water. You're just going to blanch it, basically. Cook it for a couple minutes. Okay. Don't overcook it because then it's going to get, you know, soggy. Soft. Yeah. yeah. So pull it out after, you know, three minutes or whatever. And then uh, put it in a bowl of ice water to cool and stop the stop. cooking. Yeah, yeah. And just set it aside. When you when you remove the asparagus from the boiling water, don't drain it. Just use a spaghetti lifter or whatever, sure. a spider or something to get it out of there. Because you're going to use that same water that you cooked the asparagus in to cook the pasta. Oh. Okay. So after, cool. after you've removed the asparagus, then you can boil your 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 spaghetti noodles. Um, you it depends on how much water you had in there. You may need to add a little more water if you didn't have enough to accommodate the three-quarter pound of spaghetti that you're yep. going to cook. Uh, so cook that until it's about al dente. Don't overcook it. Uh, and then th at this point, you're going to drain the pasta now, but just reserving some of the cooking liquid because we're going to use a little bit of that to thicken it up again at the end, some of that starchy water. So take about a cup of the of the water, uh, and put it in a measuring cup or something and set that aside before you drain the rest of the water because you're going to use some of that. Okay. All right, so now you're going to take a heavy skillet, and on the uh, on the stove you're going to uh, add the uh, the oil, uh, four tablespoons of olive oil. I don't think I used that much, if I recall. Uh, and then the garlic, and you're going to saute that real quickly because you don't want to burn the garlic, obviously. Right. And then you add your asparagus that's already been cooked and cooled. And I when I... Take it out of the ice bath before I put it into the skillet. I'm going to wrap it in paper towels and get some Let of that moisture off that. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure, okay. So you're going to cook that now in the uh, in the oil and garlic uh, for a few minutes. Add a little salt and pepper, uh, and then I'm quick yeah. just because I'm, I'm looking at asparagus. Do you leave the asparagus stalks oh, whole, or do you? Dice thank it you. Up? No, I, you need to dice it up. Okay. So. I should have said that before you put it into the pan. After you've taken it out of the ice bath, it's and you've drained and it's iced, it, and yep. then dice it. Yeah, well, dry, or dry it off, then dice it. Yep, okay. and you know, inch-long pieces, yeah, you bites. know, bite size. Yep. Uh, yep. So you're going to sauté that in the garlic and the oil, and then at this point, you're going to take the pasta, which has already been cooked, and you're going to throw that into the same pan, mix it all together. Yep. Now is when you add the good stuff: the prosciutto uh, and the smoked mozzarella. Um, you could probably use regular mozzarella. You could probably even use fresh mozzarella if you wanted to, but the smoke gives it a, a deeper quality. I'm not sure I've ever seen fresh smoke. I don't know if you can mozzarella. get fresh smoke, but the recipe calls for smoke. You could use a fresh mozzarella that isn't smoked, I presume, but I think the smokiness of the cheese gives oh, yeah. it a bit You've of a... You've got to make the recipes at least once right. exactly Before the you start playing are. with it. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So you add in the prosciutto, the mozzarella, and the basil, and just stir that all together. And now is when you're going to take some of that cooking liquid. If it's still too dry, add a little bit of that reserved uh, pasta water and pour that in there. And that'll keep it binded, bound oh. together um, and make sure that it's moist enough. So sure. you might not need the whole cup, but, you know, have a cup have ready. Have some anyway. Yep, yeah. and pour yeah. some in there. It's a little salt and pepper, and it's it's ready to go. Oh, man. So it's real fresh. It's You know, especially when uh, in the spring when asparagus is, you know, bountiful. Um, it's it's a nice recipe to make. Oh, so. yeah. My mom would call that quick and dirty. Yeah. <laughs> put it all together because you're just throwing things in a pot, yeah. and when they're all hot, then you eat it. Mm-hmm. Delish. Have, your son... Does he live in Milwaukee or Madison? Madison. Madison. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, in that case, never mind. There's a, there is a, uh, uh, we've both been up to St. Paul to uh, an Italian uh, deli slash grocery store up there, a restaurant and a deli up there. Uh, and the, uh, the 
beginning of this summer or was it last? They kind of run together. This yeah, is cool. no kidding. It must have been last. I was in Milwaukee, road trip to the zoo. Mm-hmm. On the way home, drove by a place uh, in Milwaukee called Glory Oh, Oso's. been there many times. Oh, have I you? Love it. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, Wonderful. Man. Wonderful. Well, never mind then. <laughs> well, no, let's talk about it. I, well, I know, the reason I bring it up is because I bought some Glorioso pasta, mm-hmm. which was fresh made semi dry. I mean, it wasn't soggy and in, yep. in a pouch that was wet. Right. But it wasn't hard. Yep. You know, like Just the fresh stuff you buy pasta, at the grocery yep. store. Oh, man. Mm, that's real good. good. Oh, baby. Yep. They have great stuff. There's um, trying to think. Their lasagna is perhaps the best I've ever had. And you can buy uh, slices. And it, I'm, I'm using oh. my hands to try and uh, show you how big, but big slices of. Right. And it's like a eight, brick eight, of lasagna. It's like $8 or something. I mean, yeah. It's ridiculously cheap. And there's enough in there to feed two, in my opinion, feed two people. Um, and it's so delicious. Really. Everything I've had there has been great. They Just like Cassettes, they have those, uh, you know, fresh made salads of all. All yep. different kinds. Yep. One, they have one with octopus and we'll all make kinds it for of... you, or you can buy the ingredients. Right. We, in fact, we were in Madison over the weekend. My wife and I visiting our kids, uh, and I, I said almost half jokingly, "Maybe we should just run over to Milwaukee. It's not exactly on our way home, but we are only an hour away. We didn't make it. Were you thinking of Glorioso? No, yeah, really, you were. Absolutely, that, you're yeah. that dedicated. Absolutely. Good for you. It's in a neat little neighborhood awesome. near the Lakefront Brewery. We've yeah. done that tour there too, and stuff. It's on Water Street, I believe. Um, That's funny because I. I have no idea. I was so focused on my little GPS thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, two blocks, turn right. And then, you know, she'd talk to me, turn right here. It's, I didn't look around and see the, I haven't seen the brewery. Or it's less than two miles from the Pfizer Forum, for example, yeah, if you know where that is. I do. And and from. I couldn't take you, you there, but my GPS. You could probably walk from the Lakeshore, or Lakefront, I'm sorry, not Lakeshore, Lakefront Brewery, uh, to Gloriosos. I mean, oh. it's a mile, maybe. Oh, well, well maybe next time I go to Gloriosos. If you haven't taken that tour, it's I'll worth go around it. and around. Yeah, is yeah, it yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. brewery tour? One of the best brewery tours I've had, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And they give you a taste at the end? They do. Yep. You bet. Sounds like my kind of brewery. (laughs) I would love that. All right, we got a little business to take care of. I'm not sure who's working over in the newsroom, but they're dying to hurry up and do the news so they'll stop slobbering all over the place. That's what happens on Cooley Region Cooks Day. It's Thursday. Uh, Be right back. Cooley Region Cooks, every Thursday from 10 to 11. And by the way, I will uh, promote the program and look for your participation if you'd like. Because generally speaking, we uh, since Cooley Region Cooks came back after all this other madness, we have been Zooming the program. Uh, not necessary today because my guest works here and is allowed in the since building. Since I see you every day, I yeah, figured yeah, I can... Yeah, I'm pretty sure if we're going to get COVID, we've already got right. COVID. Uh, but anybody that is listening, if you like to play in the kitchen and are familiar in any way, shape, or form, or would like to learn about Zoom... It is, uh, it is real easy, and I say this with confidence because I can do it. And so if I can figure out the technology, I know that you can as well. It's, it's real easy. And we could Zoom a Cooley Region Cooks uh, some Thursday morning, and I would love to know what you're doing these days in the kitchen. So get in touch with me, Mike, at WIZMnews.com. Send me an email, and I'll give you a call, and we'll try to work it out because... Not to, uh, I just like to talk to people who eat, not necessarily macaroni and cheese out of a blue box. <laughs> not bad if what you do is take that mac and cheese and then doctor it up and make it into something else. I'd be all over that. Uh, in the meantime, you have to eat. So what are you feeding yourself and your family these days? Mike at WIZMnews.com. Uh, that'd be awesome. I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, Scott Robert Shaw is my guest in the kitchen uh, this morning. 
I'm trying not to slobber all over the place because <laughs> now we were talking during the break, and I wish I could remember what it's called. There is a name for this particular hors d'oeuvre cheese that you can buy at festival in on alaska i don't know if they sell it at any of the others i think they I, do I they probably so. yeah. well i know they sell it at the one in on alaska because i first had it uh, after i bought it up at st paul okay and i brought the label back mm. and said here here's the cheese here's the can label you get this get this right. and it, they did and i've been hounding mm-hmm. i've been polite been polite about it but i uh, every time they're out I let somebody know, hey, you guys, I know, Mike, I know, mm-hmm. so that, you know, they're familiar with my needs. Well, it must be popular uh, then if they're it, Yeah, they it, it is. Uh, it's it's a, in a log, and it is mozzarella, fresh mozzarella cheese that is relatively flat because it is rolled with basil and prosciutto and then sealed up and yep. put in the deli. And that's all there is. That's all there is. That's it's all you need. Fresh mozzarella, mm-hmm. prosciutto, and it's good Good quality prosciutto, top shelf prosciutto, and fresh basil rolled up. When that gets warm or gets room temperature, right? Oh, baby. all the flavors come out and oh, right. Baby. Well, I was telling you last night we had I call it snack plate, and we do this maybe a couple times a month probably when we're just not sure what to cook or don't have time or don't feel like it or whatever. I've always got five, six, eight different kinds of cheeses. Oh, me too. You yeah, know, absolutely. So just slice some different cheeses up, some crackers, maybe a sliced hard roll. I made some salami roll-ups with it last night. Hors d'oeuvre things. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Honey, hummus, I don't, this isn't enough for chips. dinner. Let's make it right. into an hors d'oeuvre and yeah. put seven of yeah. them out there. It's like you're, you know, like a tapas plate or absolutely. something like that almost. Absolutely. So. Um, that uh, rolled up prosciutto and mozzarella would be good on that yeah, snack plate. Just a little twist there. Yep. That'd be awesome. All right. Uh, we get 20 minutes. Enough time for another couple of recipes. What yeah. do you want to do? Um, well, this is my favorite macaroni salad of late. Um, oh. This is something I make in the summer. I almost never make it in the winter, I guess, but uh, it just seems summery to yeah. me. Yeah. Because um, you don't have to cook. Right. It's, it's light. The only thing you really have to cook is the uh, boiling the, the noodles. The you pasta, know? sure. Um, this one is a, is a different take on it because the sauce that you use is not just the typical mayonnaise and mustard. Ah. Um, it's, it has some cider vinegar in it, some sour Ooh. cream, some sugar. Um, so um, you start, obviously, by boiling the pasta. Right. Uh, two cups of dry elbow macaroni. Um, I've used cavatappi. Um, you'd need something of some size. You well, could probably yeah, use... and somebody told me once the various pastas were invented by the Italians who wanted various amounts of their sauce captured yes, in the pasta because some of the shells do better at holding sauce Scooping. than others yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly so then the cavatappi has those ridges on it so this would that would work well but if you know regular old elbow mac is is perfect two cups dry cook that until it's al dente and drain it set that aside we'll add that in at the end the rest of it's kind of prep work so a third of a cup of diced celery uh, a quarter of a cup minced red onion. Now, this recipe calls for soaking the, the onion before you chop it in cold water for five minutes. I presume that reduces the... Make you cry yeah, aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pungency of whatever that word is. Sure. Um, I've not done that because I don't mind the taste of right. red onions. I think oh, yeah. Bermuda onions, that's pretty... They're sweet yeah, to me. Yeah, I, I find absolutely. them sweet. But in this particular recipe, they call for it to be soaked. But whatever. Um, so you chop up some red onion and some fresh parsley. Uh, flat leaf parsley or Italian parsley. Oh, Italian, sure. Yeah, not the curly stuff. Uh, so you only need about a tablespoon of that. But I really would uh, recommend keeping that as part of the recipe because it really gives it a certain freshness oh, yeah. that you and wouldn't fresh. get otherwise. That's the other kicker, right. not dried. Right. 
No, no, don't, no. Well, you, I guess you could, but it, it, the fresh parsley really don't stands make out. this with dried. Then taste it and think to yourself, Shaw, your salad right, right. isn't very good. It's not much you flavor. You didn't do it the right. same way. And then um, a half a cup of a really good uh, ripe tomato that you dice up. Okay. So that's pretty much the recipe for the salad itself and then the rest of it is going to be the sauce that incorporates it so you combine the uh, the macaroni that you've cooked the celery the onion the parsley and the tomato and now you're going to whisk together the uh, the sauce the sauce is uh, half a cup of mayonnaise uh, three quarters of a teaspoon of dry mustard i've used regular mustard before sure. if i didn't have dry it works fine a uh, teaspoon and a half of sugar a tablespoon and a half of cider vinegar, which is really, with I think, going to, that and the parsley give it some of the unique notes uh, that you don't see from a typical macaroni salad, which oftentimes, you know, macaroni salad from a grocery store deli can be kind of plain, really, to be honest with you. And this, Absolutely. This well, in their grocery store, they got to make it, they can't make right, it super right, tasty right. for you and me. No one else would right. like it. <laughs> so, yeah, and then also uh, three tablespoons of sour cream uh, and then some salt and pepper. So you whisk all of that together. And then you pour that over the pasta that contains the celery, the onion, the parsley, and tomato, and mix that all up, and then put it in the refrigerator. You know, you're not going to want to serve it right away. Let it oh, yeah. all come together till tomorrow, if you can. Right. I will say that this, the as as written, the recipe I find the pasta salad is a bit dry. Oh. I I prefer it on the drier side to the really goopy side. Sure, sure. But I would suggest it, and I've done this, add a little bit more sour cream, maybe a little bit more cider vinegar oh. just to okay. give it the right consistency. Right. So again, it's a it's a unique macaroni salad. Um, it's got a lot of lot of flavor to it, a lot of freshness. Oh yeah, it sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. And I have I, uh, twists on that. And then I'll give you a tip that somebody shared with me: uh, 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 olives. Green olives? Green olives. Sure. Add that. Yep. And if you've got, in my case, it was, and I got a piece of salami left over from, from uh, Cassetta's. Right. That's only this big. Yep. Dice that up into teeny weeny little yep. pieces because it's really. Well, now you're making like an antipasto salad. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. Just a. Uh, and then everybody that says, oh, man, I don't like green olives. Good. Most of the time. They're easy to pick yeah. around. Someone told me, I don't remember where. That when you have salads like that that have dressing that would tend to sink to the bottom mm-hmm. when it sits in the refrigerator, turn the container upside down. Before you every once in a while. It? Just you know, if okay. you're gonna if you're gonna let it sit like I, I would really try to make a salad that I this morning that I'll eat tonight right. or this afternoon that I'll eat tomorrow, something right. like that. But every time I go by the gro- the refrigerator, flip that container hmm, upside okay. down. And then the sauce gets dispersed is, better, and yeah, 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 right. And you may not have to, because I have discovered, uh, unfortunately, that sometimes the salad that's on top is a little dry. Mm-hmm. So you add some sauce, and the salad on the bottom <laughs> it's is all soup. wet. Yeah, yeah, right. Because uh, that's where all the sauce went. So it just does, you know, stir it all up that way, and then you don't have to, you know, get it out, take the top off, right, right, stir right. Stir it with a spoon, put right. it back. Just let gravity do the. I do suggest when you are ready to serve this and you pull it out of the refrigerator, I would give it a little bit of time before you actually plate it. Um, I, in my opinion, it just the flavors come out a little bit more when it's not so cold. Right. So. Yeah, you know, I am the only thing I ever serve right out of the refrigerator cold is ice cream, <laughs> and then and then I'm putting warm toppings on it That's anyway. True. So the ice cream is really cold, but the fudge sauce, which also came out of the refrigerator. Is going in the microwave or in a little? Do you microwave to warm up, or would you put that container 
in a pan with water on the stove. Fudge sauce? Warm, yeah. Oh, I was just microwave in a okay. Pyrex dish or something because I'm only going to need a couple of teaspoons yeah. of it, right? I mean, right. Well, and it, it, it occurred to me the other day when I found a dark chocolate fudge sauce that's in a not in a jar. It was in a in like a ketchup oh. shaped container. Okay. With a spout which, then at the yeah, top. Okay. Yeah. Which is great for you know for serving. Right. However, warming it up means that once you're about half done with this fudge sauce. Mm-hmm. You better lay that container down on its side oh. in the microwave, or the fudge sauce at the bottom yeah. is going to be boiling right, hot, right, right. and the fudge sauce at the top That's isn't going to warm at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have, depending on where I am and what kind of fudge sauce or where I am in the jar, uh, I, I occasionally change the way I heat it up. Yeah, I, I was just doing a Pyrex dish and probably take 20 seconds in the microwave to... To yeah. get it hot enough. Oh, you squirt it out. Yeah. You squirt I it out of the container the into yeah, Pyrex. Right, 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 right. Oh, okay. So yeah. maybe that's what I should do. Squirt right. out the cold stuff That way you can control into a jar. the temperature of it better. It's I just heat up the whole jar the whole and then jar. scoop out how much Got I it. want. Got it. That's my So it's like that microwavable syrup stuff or whatever. Sort of. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The, the fudge sauce was just fudge sauce. It wasn't. And you can put it in the microwave. Right. I always worry about. So what did you take out of this delicious, really expensive fudge sauce so that it won't be ruined when you put it in the microwave? Lazy people would just put them in the microwave because, you know, I've only got eight seconds right, right, before right. i got to eat. Uh, I always worry about that. So, I, I, you know, I buy the good stuff and take sure, a few extra sure. minutes. Because as my dad would say, you got three bucks in your pocket? Yeah. All right, then stop looking at the fact that it's $300 and a pound. Right. You only need two ounces. Sure, sure. You got three bucks? Yeah. Right. All right, then get, you know, move on. Right. Well, that's like we were talking about cassettes or Gloriosos earlier. And, you know, they're pastrami's or their corned beefs or something which are absolutely delicious yeah it's expensive by the pound but i'm not you're only getting a quarter pound yeah i don't need a pound i would never eat a whole pound of pastrami yeah 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 yeah, you're absolutely right and that's it i can hear my dad yelling at me over my shoulder almost every time i'm looking at wow i'm i'm about to buy some cheese at Gloriosos, that's twenty nine dollars right, a pound. Right. Thank goodness I'm buying they get a, the lottery. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm buying a piece that's a little smaller than a baseball, so of course it's very affordable at that point. All right, let's do another one now. Got to take another break. Um, yeah, this is a good. I think a good recipe for this time of the year um, because it doesn't again heat up the whole kitchen. It's got a lot of flavor. It's a bu- hot buffalo chicken sandwich. Ooh. But you uh, once you after you've cooked the chicken breasts, you put them in the uh, in a crock pot. Just to okay, so, so you now, just cook naked yes. chicken breasts, okay, yes. and then deal with them. Okay, yep. Okay. So you don't need to, you know, you can do that on the grill, or yep. well, you could, I suppose, you could boil them if you wanted with to. With bone in? No, I use boneless, boneless, okay, chicken breast. Yeah. So for for this recipe, you need four uh, boneless, skinless chicken breasts, uh, some salt and pepper, a little paprika, chili powder, and olive oil. You start by cooking the chicken. And the recipe calls for doing it in a, in a skillet on the stove, okay. uh, but you could grill it. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, season it with the salt, the pepper, the paprika, and the chili powder. They recommend about a third of a palm full, both of the paprika and the chili. I Good those, for them. Good for them. A third exactly. of a palm. About that much, you know. <laughs> um, so you're gonna, that's where the flavor is going to come from. You're going to cook that. And then uh, once it's done, this is when I put it in the crock pot. And, and now I'm, I'm going to add to that some butter and, and um, 
hot sauce mix. So uh, the, the sauce is two tablespoons of butter and a half cup of some kind of cayenne pepper sauce. I use Frank's Red Hot. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah that's yeah. my go-to. So you, you mix those two together. And now in the crock pot where you've got your cooked chicken breast, you pour that over that. And now you can just set it there until you're ready to eat. You know, So oh. I might, if I have time in the afternoon, might cook it and just set it there. It's only going to get more tender sitting in sure. the crock pot anyway. It's going to absorb the cayenne flavor. And then when you're ready to serve, we're going to serve this on some crusty rolls. And you're going to put some lettuce leaves on there. Bib lettuce works really good. Um, and then some kind of a blue cheese. Now, this particular recipe calls for you to make your own blue cheese dressing, and I've done that. Huh? Um, but there's so many good blue cheese dressings available. You yeah. don't have to go to all that trouble. Well, and just add a little blue cheese to it. Jimmy's makes a really good chunky blue cheese right. dressing. I just add blue cheese to it. Sure, sure. Um, I got one the other day called Life Light. Lifehouse or Lighthouse? I don't remember, but it's one of those refrigerated dressings, huh? um, and it's, uh, it's uh, probably right there on the cheese. shelf next to Jimmy's. Probably is also. actually, yeah. Um, it, and it's real good, real good um, blue cheese dressing. But okay. if you wanted to make your own, you certainly could. The recipe calls for two cups of sour cream, four scallions, a half a pound of blue cheese crumbled, some diced up red onion. Uh, and then just mix all that together. But again, sure. you could use any kind of a jarred. Use the good stuff, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you serve it. You, you just slice the bun. You take the uh, uh, lettuce leaf, uh, leaves, whatever you, however many you want. Put the chicken breast on there, which is filled with all that cayenne and, the, again, the chili powder and the paprika yeah. flavor. So there's a lot of flavor. And then put the blue cheese on top of that. Put the bun on top, and you're good to go. So you didn't pound the chicken breast flat or anything, just... Let it. I, no, I haven't in this case. No, because it's going to get real tender when it's in that, depending on how long it's sitting All right, in the well, crock you're going to eat this with a fork, though. You're, I was thinking, no, I mean, oh, it is a sandwich. As a sandwich. So you get, yeah. It's a lettuce. Yep. Sandwich. You could certainly pound it out. That's probably not a bad idea, actually. You know, or, or you could even, you know, you can buy like chicken tenders that are the strips, un, you know, uncooked oh. chicken that's just been yep. cut up like that. Yep, yep. You could like do those, which are about the right thickness, and just do, put three of them on the sandwich or something right. like that if you'd prefer. So. Well, you've. You've seen me come out of the studio on some days. I've only been here for five hours, and I've already got sandwich <laughs> on my shirt. That's because I ate this as a sandwich, and it's supposed to be eaten with a fork, and I couldn't find one. So that's why I asked up front. Oh, it's going to be a sandwich? Oh, yep. so you can't eat this in the car. <laughs> oh, well, it would be a little messy in the yeah, car, yeah, probably. Yeah. They're going to get some of that cayenne sauce dripping down yeah. your arm, probably. But. Have you ever made or eaten It's uh, uh, called crack chicken? Is that where you... Um, Cut it open? No, no, no not no, spat. No. It, oh, I'm thinking spatchcock. It, yeah, no, not spatchcock. It's a, it's diced chicken and and red hot. So I mean, I've only made it twice. Okay. I've eaten it. There's a couple of restaurants around. Uh, David Ray's up in Alaska serves cracked chicken. Okay. Uh, they got yelled at when they first opened because you can't say cracked chicken. What are you promoting drug use? Oh gosh. And I, he said it's cracked chicken. Look it up on the internet. Right. That's what the recipe is. Right. So good for him to stick it, but it's got all the, many of the same ingredients that you just mentioned. Oh, and you cook it in the crock pot. Okay. And I've made that before as an app, as a like scoop it with uh, chips. Okay. Or, or scoops or something. I've also made. I'm starting to my <laughs> water. I've also made it to put it on a pretzel bun. Oh. And make and make a sandwich. That sure. Way. And you make work. it in a crock pot. Right. Sound, oh, sounds, sounds good. Very similar. Sounds very similar. Have to get your recipe. And delicious. Yeah, I've got it. Uh, Someplace in my Pinterest thing, I think. I, I try to keep them on paper, and then I end up with, a, then they just get lost. Mine get and, s spills on them, as you can right, see. Right, yeah. Well, but I can't keep, you know, and I don't want to go through 
Uh, let's see. This macaroni, because right. I don't put them in alphabetical order. I don't either. I, and so, I know they're in the drawer somewhere. I'll find them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, good for you for having that kind right. of patience. My filing system. I just leave it at Pinterest, and I'm thinking, what was that? Uh, well, you just type in C, search. Oh, crack. Crack oh, chicken. All these different kind of C recipes come up. Crab, and then go through them. Good to go. All right, a little business. We'll be right back. Cooley Region Cooks with Scott Robert Shaw. He took such good care of My favorite part. Yeah, yeah, help yourself. Is that that's my favorite kind Someone's of place in the to go. With Michael. Someone's in the place. Oh yeah, and it's oh, Scott Robert Shaw here. Michael, right? Here, I was just about to tell Scott, hey, I got all the stuff in here. Set to go so that it doesn't automatically go to the next thing by accident. And uh it did. <laughs> We're not done yet. We still have a couple of minutes of Cooley Region Cooks. Scott Robert Shaw is my guest in the kitchen because he is one of those people like many of you that are listening that are still for whatever reason i don't know too chicken to come on and talk to me about food because oh, i'm not a professional I, but do you make dinner every night well yeah do you feed your wife and your kids yeah any of them die no they're they're pretty happy well then you qualify you qualify everybody this side of my mom who uh, would qualify as a guest on cooley region cooks get in touch with me it's Super easy. Mike at WIZMnews.com. And I knew my mother was a lost cause when she once, you know, we back when she was ill, we would call her almost every day, but at least a couple times a week. Sure. Oh, Michael. I found the most. Oh, I'm all excited. What, Mom? What? I found the most delicious dinner thing. And I, I'm even having it at lunch sometimes. They're so good. Right. It's a cheeseburger. A cheeseburger. Like you found a recipe? Yeah. You're cooking cheeseburgers, Mom? No, they come in a box. Oh, no. You put them in the microwave. Oh, no. And they're, they're, you know, who's that? Remember that guy? I think he was a singer. Jimmy Dean? Oh. <laughs> Mom. And, and there's another one. I haven't tried them yet. Remember White Castle? Yeah. You can buy sliders oh, in a box my. in the freezer. You just put, take them home. I can't imagine those are delicious. Put but... them in the microwave. Mm. And in 90 seconds, right. it's a cheeseburger. Well, if you're it's not home, the best cheeseburger I've ever had balls, ever, you know? but they're really good. You should try them, Michael. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mom. <laughs> I'll take your word if for I it. If I agree, well, we, we can move on and talk about something else because I am never going to microwave my dinner. Right. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm sorry. Sometimes, I, I'm hard-pressed to warm things up in the microwave unless it's fudge sauce or something mm-hmm. that's okay to be gooey. Because mm-hmm. if you put, like fried chicken. Uh, by the way, if you put fried chicken. Like yesterday was fried chicken delicious. Yep. Put it in the mi- leftovers yeah, in the microwave it's, it's today to warm good. it up. It's soggy. You're right. Well, sometimes it gets crisp almost yeah. like you, too hard. Yeah, yeah. Just, chicken yeah, you can you just boil put out. back in the oven. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's exactly. Or on the stove or wherever. Uh, I, 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 Someone gave me an air fryer. Oh, okay. That's an item I would never have purchased ever, ever. ever. Do you use if it? You gave me money. I wouldn't right. have bought an air fryer. Right. Yes, I've used it four times. It's awesome. See, I, I'm intrigued by that because you supposedly can get chicken, for example, crispy yes. without using any oil. Yes, and French fries. Right. That's where I was thinking. Okay. Was, and and leftover French fries mm. in the air fryer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I suppose that'd be great for leftovers. I oh, never thought about that. Yeah, it's really. Uh, I would if you're looking. If you have space in your kitchen and you don't know what to put in that space right there, I highly, strongly, absolutely recommend 
an air fryer. See, I don't have room for an air fryer now because I got a hot an instant, uh, instant pot. Oh, for oh an instant pot. Yeah, but I don't yeah. use it that much. I think I'd no? use the air fryer more, I think. But Why I don't, don't have room you use for both. the instant pot? I've used it a couple times, and I don't know. I just. just yeah. I, uh, I've only ever used one. I've used it a couple of times in the winter when it's like. Oh crap! Yeah, you need something. Quick. I forgot to. Right. Well, yep, yep. I forgot to defrost because yep, yep. I'm not a big fan. Because you can of, put frozen stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I don't like defrosting burger or a chicken breast in the microwave. No, it I don't defrost. Either. No, then it, you know. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. It's what, good it, that what, way. what is all this that came out of the chicken breast while it was defrosting? Yeah, you can cook like a whole chicken in about 20 minutes. Yeah, oh, you, it's the whole dinner is right. cooked in no time at all, right. and you start with frozen ingredients and. I don't know how it works, but it does. Mm-hmm. So what's for dinner tonight? What time should I come over? Actually, I'm making steak and potatoes and fresh corn in the cob tonight. I might just follow you home. <laughs> I, <laughs> follow the smell. I bought some uh, uh, some some corn from a guy who's got a, his truck in the parking lot at Java Vino. Okay. It was. Was it good? Oh. Nice. Yeah. And from uh, from Iota? Iota? Is that how you Iota, Minnesota? I, yeah. Mm-hmm. From Iota. He, he said, yeah, they've got a farm in Iota. That's where they live. Farm some land in in uh, up near uh, in, near Caledonia and someplace in Wisconsin and oh man I took that, that I think we got to go it was delicious we got to go it's 11 o'clock WIZM coronavirus aid bill but treasury secretary